Sometimes it just boils down to want to, and that is clearly what's been the problem for the Louisville Cardinals. We're going to talk about ACC men's basketball and also Blake Henson. Have a night, sir. Eight three-pointers for Pitt. Why does Wake's defense hold them up on the road? We'll talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by all of my friends here that are watching this show. It's always a pleasure to have you listen to and follow our YouTube channel. If you have not yet, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. We're on our road to 1,000, and we cannot do it without you. We're almost there, so, you know, one subscription at a time goes a mighty long way. Hope you guys have had a great start to your week. There is a lot to go over on today's episode, but first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Got a pretty light show, but an impactful one nonetheless. We're going to talk about last night's men's basketball game as well as preview some of the ACC women's hoops that we have before you. So let's get right into it. Blake Henson has the night in a night where we're honoring Jerome Lane for send it home. Jerome, the dunk that literally broke the glass. Pittsburgh was all out in all white and making sure they made the biggest noise in the crowd and the home field advantage was certainly on the Panthers side. It was a night where I had said Wake Forest had to win this game, and yet Pitt was not going to make it easy for them. They had their seventh ACC win on the season, which was the first time since 2015-2016 year. It's been a while, but Jeff Capel is finally getting these boys to come around and play hard. You know, having a lot of the outside intangibles not really be factors this year, but eight three-pointers from Blake Henson helped lead the Panthers to victory, ultimately 81-79. And not for nothing, Appleby and the boys had a chance. Hildreth certainly did his thing. It was a night where Hildreth was on fire as well, and it was bucket for bucket at some points. But it was all pit until it wasn't. Wake Forest decided to wake up in the second half, but defensively they just were not sound, as we're used to seeing, and even nodded from Coach Forbes saying as such. And so I think it was just a matter of not really being able to get going and then only being able to get going at the last minute. I know we harp on this when Monsanto, either he's in it or he's out of it tonight. He wasn't in it, but Appleby, Carr, Hildreth did their thing. I think it's just a matter of trying to get still Monsanto to have that high energy on the road and be able to play all around good basketball. But Blake Henson's 24 points is something that we certainly have to tip our hat off as well as Mr. Elliott with his 15. I think the Panthers were just in a good spot you can't lose on a night where Jerome is getting the nod, especially highlighting how good the Big East was once upon a time and how much we used to enjoy that side of uh, basketball. And so I think overall, you know, a great performance from Pitt as they're trying to still climb these uh, ACC charts and ranks and be in the conversation when it comes to standings and Wake Forest needing to win this game because you sit and preach about how you don't get national recognition. You talk about being the underdog. Vegas clearly knew something we didn't know. Two and a half. Vegas be known. 
Okay. But Wake Forest not being able to get it done on the road. And then you tell us, tell us that you need to be in the NCAA conversation, which I think you should, but you know, arguments here or there, but you got to win games like these, especially tough ones on the road. This is how you set yourself apart. This is how you establish yourself as being one of these premier teams that of course year after year is someone we can expect to be and have great standings in the postseason. So there was that. But I can't even rag on Wake Forest too long because they are not the only team that seems to be trying to figure things out on the road. But this team, they're trying to figure it out on the road. They're trying to figure it out at home. They're just trying to figure out how to survive at this point. We're talking about the Louisville Cardinals, a 75-65 to 65 win for the Boston Eagles, despite the fact that Louisville went into the half up 35-29. to 29. So you tell yourself, what happened in the second half of the game? It was just a typical collapse. It was an emotional collapse because Louisville is not incapable of winning. That's what was frustrating. You saw Mr. James Blake have a night. Let me make sure I got his name right. I think it is James Blake, but I want to make sure I get it right. Matt James. Why I said James Blake? I don't know. Maybe I have tennis on the brain. Matt James ha- having a day, and his name is Mike James. So I got it wrong once again. I'm pretty, whatever. Mike James going off the freshman, showing promise, doing what he needed to do, 15 points on the day. You had Withers with 16 points. You had Ellis with 17 points. But Mr. Lance, what happened with our only two points? You also had 10 points from Curry. And I just say to myself, I look at this whole thing. You have very little to no help from the bench. But, guys, it's not like they can't shoot. It's not like they can't win. It's not like they can't, well, they can't win. It's not like they can't put the bucket, the ball in the bucket. But for whatever reason, when it comes to playing defense and it's coming to get opportunities and second chance opportunities and rebounding, it's not going (laughs) well for the Cardinals. But more than that, I think, you know, one of the biggest hiccups is, you know, energy, tone, you could just tell while Kenny Payne looked casket sharp in that suit, it was almost like he was dressed up for his exit interview. It's amazing to me how poorly the Cardinals are when it comes to just high energy, rebounding, when it comes to free throw percentage. I think that was tough. And get it. Listen, rebounds wasn't terrible. They got out rebounded, but it wasn't terrible. But you got to make your free throw. Only 66% on the night. You have opportunities. And it just 19 turnovers. But it's fine because, listen, at the end of the day, you got to capitalize on the moments of being ahead. You can't choke it down, down the stretch. You were right there, 75 to 65. It's not because Boston College is a great team. It's because they were playing at home and had a little more want to. I think that's what it boiled down to. You had my buddy coming out in the second half with his mask and doing what he did best. I think it was just a matter of want to. And for whatever reason, it's not clicking for the Cardinals. And I don't know and don't see it changing much. Now, you had VIP VIP guests. You had RJ Barrett. You had Emmanuel Quickly. You had a lot of guys in the room. I think it was because of the nod of the RJ Barrett and the Duke, you know, ties to Coach Nolan, who's an assistant for the Cardinals. So first half was high energy. 
And you look at the second half and you say, okay, maybe the guys left. <laughs> maybe it wasn't all there. But overall, it just wasn't a performance that you want to walk away from feeling any more confident that an ACC win is possible because it was right there for them. And so we're still on the journey for Louisville to figure out a win. Is it going to happen this season? It remains to be seen. But hopefully they can figure something out because it can't even blame it on you know, playing at this, I can't blame it on the players at this point. I really think that it is a leadership situation, but that's just my two cents. Now, as I get into the women's matchups, I know there's a lot of money-making opportunities for you guys. And I think if you have your betting right, you may be preparing yourself already early for the NFL playoffs that are going down this weekend, the divisional championship games. And the four teams left, there's a lot of money to be made because not only do you get an opportunity to win, but you can win big. New customers that join FanDuel, if you join today, you have $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. We are so excited to have the new sports betting partner for Locked On, and that is FanDuel because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have some great features that make sports betting on they make betting on sports fun and easy. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. All on apps that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book of the NFL. All right, we're rocking and rolling. We talked about Wednesday night matchups for the men. We will get you betting ready for the Saturday matchups that are yet to come. But first, we have to, of course, dive into the women's game. We all know that the ACC is very much strong here for the women's standing, but there are some really good games for the women happening tonight that you have to circle on your calendar and get your popcorn ready. So let's go over them, shall we? Up first at six, starting out would be the number 15 team, North Carolina taking on Pitt. Last week I talked about how Pitt, you know, had an opportunity to get in the game against Virginia Tech, but squatted it away, and then they got, you know, bludgeoned in their next matchup. But, hey, they're not a team you can just sleep on. They got to find some offense and some create some opportunities with Johnson and the girls. But I think it's Deja Kelly and Alyssa Usby that are finally starting to figure things out. Alyssa Usby with player of the week. It's a matter of just staying sound in your offense, trusting that offense, starting out hot early and then maintaining. Because sometimes we have no, we have seen North Carolina be slow to start and then hopefully just you know be defensively or hope that the other team's offense is off that night. Pitt doesn't, isn't normally known for their great offense, but I wouldn't take them lightly. And I definitely think the Carolina is going to have to be on their P's and Q's and cannot crumble or play down to the Panthers tonight. Moving on to Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals. I don't know what's going on in Louisville, but it's a little shaky ground for all parties involved. Hopefully this is a get back game for the cards as they take on Wake Forest, a Wake Forest team that's had an up-and-down road so far this season, but nevertheless still a good team at 11-5. and five. Trying to figure things out. They'll be on ACC Network at 6 p.m. And then as we go you know, further down south, we'll talk about Boston College and Miami. The Cavender Twins are figuring things out for the Hurricanes, and Boston College is certainly having a better season than 
They you know, are arguably expected at 13 and nine, but I think that it's ultimately going to come down to Miami's ability to handle, you know, those offensive rebounds, those second chance opportunities. They're really good at doing things like that, but Boston college, just the way they're able to maneuver is going to be a very interesting approach as they head to uh, breaking a three-game losing streak. I think, you know, always the team that's hungrier to figure out how to get that W may just make things a little dicey for the Canes. But we'll look out for that. As we move on, we have the Virginia-Syracuse matchup. Virginia and Syracuse, two teams that are vying for spots and towards the middle of the pack here for the ACC, but still quality programs that come from, you know, championship pedigree. So I think that it's going to be about Virginia figuring things out in terms of getting that offensive going, the Syracuse Orange, they're also trying to stop a three-game losing streak. They are desperate for a W, and they host Virginia, so maybe that home court advantage will do something for them. But, you know, Virginia's at this awkward place of being not necessarily the top of the food chain, but definitely have put, putting out performances that let you know that they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Clemson and Georgia Tech, a team like Clemson having a great year, Georgia Tech, even at 500 right now, they're certainly trying to make a name for themselves. But I think as the Clemson Tigers hit the road, the Yellow Jackets are ready for, you know, having to be defensively sharp. I keep browbeating it because sometimes I feel like Georgia Tech lets games get away from them when they are right there in it. Clemson's also a team that will <laughs> make you pay for all of your mistakes with the turnovers and all that's involved. So Clemson has got to be sound and they have got to capitalize when Georgia Tech turns it over because they will. Talking about Florida State and Notre Dame, the Seminoles go down or go up to South Bend to take on Olivia Miles and company. Still number seven in the pack, Notre Dame doing what they're supposed to do, right? The Fighting Irish are trying to keep their three-game winning streak up. They're trying to keep the momentum going as they're continuing to build their sharp resume and potentially getting themselves in a better position come NCAA tournament time. And I think that it's just a matter of always being sharp and not playing down to teams. And Florida State is going to be a high offensive, high octane team. They have really good you know, players and their freshmen are very strong. And so Tania uh, Lotson, going to give it to you. Lotson and Miles matchup is going to be exciting one to see for sure. And then finally, you'll have Virginia Tech and Duke, two really good programs. Kitley doing her thing, Richards doing her thing. And I think it's just a matter of two top 15 programs really trying to set themselves apart and figure out who they are individually. You know, Virginia Tech has had some up and down moments throughout this season and Duke has let some get away from them. But, uh, you know, as the Hokies continue their three-game winning streak, three is a lucky number here on today's show, as you can see. I think it's important for the Blue Devils to not be knocked too far off their game. You know, they're coming into this matchup having – beat Syracuse they you know had that North Carolina loss they beat Georgia Tech so they beat teams that they you know arguably are supposed to beat but can they get head-to-head -head with some really good opponents this is the first test as they get prepared for Virginia Tech and then Florida State immediately after so playing to a top 25 performing teams is going to be a nice little challenge for Duke but I think they're more than capable so that's your rundown for the men, excuse me, for the women's ACC. There's a lot of great games happening going down Thursday. It's a quick and short show, but, you know, want to get you to the point. we got a lot going on here. But more than that, I would be remiss. You know your girl. I had to make sure you guys knew the assignment. 
talking about football in this last little bit because Tyler Santucci is going to be the new defensive coordinator for the Duke Blue Devils. And you say to yourself, Candace, let this Duke thing go. And I want to. But can we just have a moment? How often has it been that we get to talk about Duke getting Texas A&M type defensive coordinators? I think what Coach Mike Elko is doing for the Blue Devils is very exciting. I think it's going to be great for the triangle. You know, you have all the triangle, Duke, NC State, and North Carolina. That's going to be you can, not going to be a gimme when it comes to conferences in terms of who's going to play and all the sharp things. You also have the fact that this new model, the 335 models coming out will drop time schedules. All those things are upcoming. So you don't want to miss your opportunity to know when your favorite team is playing and how it's all going down. We know who they'll play, but when you got to circle those calendars, get your road trips ready because I'm very excited for what's to come for this new year. And as it stands, I can't put out early predictors yet. But if I had to pick a team, I saw Jordan Travis say that, you know, he's here to play for national championship games. Past years, you've all heard me be not a Jordan Travis fan. And that's fine. I have my truth. I'm so glad he has made me wrong in my statements of him not being a true QB1. But national championship? I say, why not? F it. Let's do it. As someone who covers the ACC, I am ready to be talking about the ACC in postseason and not just these ranked bowl games. So I am more than excited for Florida State to do the run. I think that they'll win the ACC this year. But, you know, I don't know. K-Club Nick, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, Clemson, they're trying to figure things out. They get a new offensive uh, coordinator in Riley. Can he shake things up? I don't know what you saw out of that national championship game that makes you believe that. But, hey, crazier things have happened. And so at the end of the day, right now I'm feeling Florida State, but I could always change my mind. I love that. I love the right to, re to reserve the right to change my mind. But I'm feeling good about Florida State's chances. But there's so much football conversations to happen this spring as we prepare. You know, spring games are coming up. New decisions we're making. Got to look at the rosters and all that fun stuff. But overall, really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We'll have some betting action. Prepare you for the weekend so you can make some money with our friends at FanDuel. But for Candace Cooper, it's always a pleasure. Until next time.